It's time to LOL. Listen out loud, that is. It's time for Anime Jam Session with DJ Rama S, Ari Rockefeller, Mako-chan, and Sailor Blair. Hey everyone, welcome to Anime Jam Session, episode number 97. We are that podcast that talks about anime, cons, conventions, the fandom, geek stuff, and everything in between. I'm DJ Ron Mess. I'm Ari Rockefeller. And I'm Michael Chan. Well, it's good to have you guys back here again for another week. Isn't it? Yeah, I suppose so. Yay. What was that, Fluttershy? Yay. <laughs> sounds, more, sounds more along the lines of Flutter Guy. Yay. Okay, now that's just creepy. Yay. <laughs> You're welcome. Yay. Hey, 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 stay out of my shed. Yay. Okay, now you just need to stop. <laughs> you're just, you're just terrible. Just terrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah just remember, I owe you one. Yeah, 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 yeah. There we go. So, how was everyone's week in their day? Uh, let's start with Mr. Rockefeller over here. What's been going on since last week? Fuck, it's getting cold. <laughs> yeah, 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 think. Yeah, well, yesterday yeah, I, had, I had eight hours of overtime, which meant me pop, hopping up and down the turnpike to uh, fill out those shifts, and around seven o'clock or so it started snowing. I'm looking at it, I'm like, oh, fuck this. And even worse, it was actually getting cold and windy, so the snow was blowing a little bit into my booth, which made work oh so much more fun. You I don't, don't say. do very well in cold weather. I don't know, I've, I, I've been wanting to snow, and then, um... Howard, it fucking happened. <laughs> it, no, Howard and Taki come over, they're like, it's snowing. I'm like, yes, yes, yes! And their response, no, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> I go outside later. It stops snowing. I'm like, Mother Nature's a cock-teasing bitch. Well, it's supposed to snow more later on in the week. Friday. Yeah. They're like, oh, and it's going to accumulate this time. Yes! Yes! <laughs> yes! As long as they wait until I get home, I don't give a shit. Oh, please. You have enough music to last your ass on the roads. I don't like driving in the snow. Try walking. Try walking in it. Meh. Yeah, I know your stories of knee-high snow having to walk in that. Yep, a simple 20-minute walk that I assumed would not be a big deal turned to about an hour. Where were you walking to? I was walking from work at the time when I was working at Best Buy. Oh. The best way to describe the distance between my house and Best Buy? Okay. If you picture, let's see. Um, what's the best way to do this shit for, for walking distance? Okay. From my house to down by the F train and an extra block. That's pretty much the distance. And it was that cold and that snowy that it caused you an hour walk? And also the fact that I had to walk up a hill. Both ways. 
in the snow. Only one way, you, <laughs> you, you redheaded bastard, you. We got Inception, son. <sighs> yeah, well, I see your Inception. I raise you Venusception. Uh. <laughs> but yeah, if it's gonna snow again, I'm going to be shit out of luck because I just got my car washed today. Because when I looked at it this morning, I lo- it was it looked like a Oreo cookie pattern. Pattern, you know the uh, cookies and cream mm-hmm. because of all the uh, uh, salt that accumulated from driving when the trucks were just starting to salt the roads. And so I had to get that washed. I'm like, oh. in other words, I don't want it to snow and get all messy again after I just got the fuck washed. <clears throat> I hear that. Yeah, well, I want the snow. The snow cleans the atmosphere and kills things dead. Last year, during the summer, the bugs were really, really, really bad. And that was because we didn't, it didn't get cold enough for long enough, and we got no snow. So if we don't want a summer like last summer, we need the cold and we need the snow to kill all the little buggies in the ground. Mm. You know, it, it only snows when the temperatures are around the freezing. If it gets, like, like in the single digits, it's... That's when it becomes too cold to snow. Well, yeah, but that means that it's the ground will freeze, and that's mm-hmm. what kills all the bugs. Something buried in raid, huh? Yeah. Or and fire. PK well, fire. Oh dear God. <laughs> you know, ice fire. Yep. Both kill. Both kill and kill dead. We know exactly what you're talking about. That fire is fun? What? We already <sighs> knew that. Yeah. Fire is fun. With you, almost anything that's safe that can become dangerous is fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Welcome to Jackass. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh God! You know what? Hmm. You might you might as well say it. Wait for what am it. What I saying? <laughs> Hi, I'm Michael Channel. Welcome to Jackass. <laughs> and there goes Michael Channel high up in the air over the house. Whee! Now, see, I don't do this shit to hurt myself. I do this shit to hurt others. <laughs> see, but if we did it to you, you'd be just like Baby Sinclair. Again! <laughs> And you know we're right. You know that. And it'll probably end with probably turning into a wall and just sticking there like a lawn dart. Mm-hmm. Like 
freaking Kevin Nash throwing Rey Mysterio into the side of the truck. <laughs> what about Super Shredder? <laughs> okay, so as for me, I'm back in school. Classes are pretty good. Can't complain, especially the fact I have three days of classes and two days of sleeping in. But then again, my classes aren't till like 12 o'clock anyway, so I still get to sleep in regardless. And we finally have our new roommate who's moved in. And given between his schedule and Ty's schedule, most of the time, I'm usually here in the evenings by myself. So the studio is completely empty sans for Indy. But he's in the ceiling most of the time anyway. Yeah, you, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. You have a ceiling, cat. Congratulations. Let, let me tell you. I get up, I leave my room because I'm hungry. I'm like, what do I want to snack on? I'm like, well, I'll go always pop popcorn. But I'm like, oh, simple bowl of cereal. Why not? I go over and, and I hear I hear him. Like his So I'm thinking he's underneath the cabinet. I open the door. He's not in there. I check the other side. He's not in there. So I'm like, well, wherever he is, he will show up. Yeah, I turn her over over to the stove and I grab the bowl of cereal, the box. I start pouring, and I and I look over, you know, I guess to grab a container or something like that. And then I just see him in the corner, the triangle above the sink. I'm like, Ty, come here, please. And she's like, What is it? And I'm like, Bring your phone while you're at it. She comes in. He ends up. On the other side. She's like. Cat how did you get up there? I just think that. Indy is skinny and lanky enough. Where he can do those power high jumps. And he can squeeze his little little body. Into the little corners like that. Well yeah. I mean if if you pick him up. He turns into long cat. Seriously. How, how did you get, end up getting him down? Tiff grabbed the step ladder and put and got him out of there. Yeah, I'm looking at the picture. He, he's like only barely peeking his head out. So we gotta get some type of balsa wood or something to kind of like seal that up because. Before they renovated the kitchen, the way the cabinets were, we had angled cabinets like that. So, Not anymore. <laughs> yep. And we can't tell the landlord to come fix this because he don't know there's a cat in the house. The downstairs kids know, but Ty told them um, that he's gone. In a way of, you know, we were just watching the little bugger. And I'd like to leave it like that. Uh. You can just use a piece of cardboard and some duct tape. I actually have a big roll of black duct tape here. I may just have to use that. Yeah. Hey, you're welcome for the idea. I'm also taking other suggestions and ideas at podcast at animejamsession.com. But anywho, let's see. Anything to recap? Um... No, not a fan. I think we're kind of up to date. Um, the we we figured it out. 
the week of Capticon is our 100th episode. So there's a couple of things I need to hammer out to make sure that it works properly. Um, I'm still not sure what I'm planning on doing, but I think it's going to be pretty fun. Uh, let's see. Don't forget to listen to us on the VOD Network, Tuesdays at 9.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time with an encore presentation on Thursdays at 1.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. If you're behind us, just kind of subtract the number, you know, one, two, three, depending on how many hours back you are. Fair enough. Uh, today's episode, we're going to be talking about uh, MAGFest and KatoriCon. And if we have time, we did uh, get a couple of interviews. We interviewed uh, Bill Rogers and Jamie McGonigal. If we have time, we'll get one of them on, on here If in the next um, interview next week. If not, next week and the week after. We'll figure something out. We're that reliable. Something like that. So, let's see. Let's take our quick break. And when we get back, we kind of jump down to the uh, midst of things. That works for me. Okay. We'll be back.
If you enjoy independent podcasts and would like to support them, check out some of our independent podcasting friends. Check out Orange Lounge Radio at orangeloungeradio.com where they discuss video games, gamer culture, and gamer lifestyle with Sky, Dark Soccer, and Loki. Listen live Sundays at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific on vognetwork.com. And right before them is the Bobby Blackwolf Show at 8 p.m. Eastern and 5 p.m. Pacific. Video games and gamer talk at bobbyblackwolf.com. If Warcraft is your taste, listen to Horde House with Sky and Exifer weekly at hordehouse.com. If you want more of a female perspective of what we do here on Anime Jam Session, listen to Electric Sisterhood with Ninja Sister and Pandalicious at electricsisterhood.com with new shows every week. If you prefer geek, pop culture, and sci-fi, check out popculture.net and the Geek Culture Network. And also check out the Brooklyn Otaku, a brand new anime podcast, Friends of Ours. You can find them at facebook.com slash thebrooklynotaku. So, anywho, um, right before we started up this episode, um, thanks to darling Mako-chan over there, we started flashing back to our childhoods. Mm, Dexter's Lab. Yes, yes, indeed. Great show. Yeah. This episode is freaking awesome. Would you care to elaborate? Um... There was, I I guess, a half episode, because it's only seven minutes long. It's a half episode from Dexter's Lab that was never aired um, during the original run until today. Um, I actually think it's running, it either ran last night or it's running tonight. Mm -hmm. Um, Can you lower that a little bit? Certainly. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, yeah, some people actually remember it being aired. I don't remember this episode. Um, it's called Dexter's Rude Removal. I, I don't remember that. As far as I recall, the last episode was last if not best or something like that. It was the one where he went to Japan and they did the whole Super Sentai episode and then they found out he had a lab and he used a memory wipe on him and then his pet did the same thing to him. Hmm. <coughs> um, well, I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But they never said that this was the last episode. It's just that maybe it only aired once, that kind of thing. Um... But basically the whole thing is Dexter creates a machine that removes rudeness. Mm. And him and Dee Dee have a fight and get stuck in the machine and all of their rudeness is removed. So you have basically the good Dexter and Dee Dee and the rude Dexter and Dee Dee. And everything out of rude Dexter and Dee Dee's mouth is bleeped. <laughs> wow. So I'm sitting here laughing my ass off because it's just bleep this and bleep you and I'm like <laughs> wow I need to link that on my wall and be like the lost episode of Dexter's Lab dot 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 found you Wait, can if th- I recall, I think you can thank me later Dexter's Lab was uh, like three uh, little episodes or like three little shorts right uh, generally it was two yeah generally it was two and then sometimes they did a full 30 minute one mm-hmm I can kind of understand why that episode hit the, was on the cutting room floor, though. 
Well, considering, you know how they usually have, like, a still with the name of the episode on it? The title Consider- card, yeah. Yeah, considering this one is Dexter mooning the audience and Dee Dee giving the middle finger. Hmm. Sounds like a fi- sounds like a final swan song, if you ask me. I don't know. I mean, I'm not sure when this originally aired or anything like that. I mean, Adult Swim claims that it was an unaired episode but as I said some people actually remember it airing so I guess people want to say they want to say that because they want to believe it aired but I wouldn't be surprised if there was like if it did happen it would be on Adult Swim in like the middle of the night like 2 2 in the morning 2.30 in the morning yeah I could believe it pretty much But yeah, it's even just turn like just watching it on YouTube and hearing the the intro. It was awesome. Definitely uh, brings back a shit ton of memories. Yes, when cartoons were actually good and we actually watched them because they were that awesome. Yes. All right, now that we've covered uh, that tidbit of information, now why is my... Okay, just wondering why that was blinking. And Ari, what is this about Demo Reel? It was a side project by the Nostalgia Critic after he uh, after, after he decided to retire the character. And uh, I was just looking at the tropes page for it. Apparently Uncle Yo did a cameo on it. I think because he interviewed him on his podcast or something possibly, and... Wait, their nostalgia critic is retired? Um, apparently, he just released a video today saying that he was going to bring the character back. Ah, okay. Fair enough, fair enough. Apparently, either Demo Reel is an unfunny turd, or in story it was that the uh, his character was actually the nostalgia critic in a sort of uh, purgatory. It's very strange. Okay. All right. Now, what about this episode? Not this, this new um, game that was coming over. Are you want to cover that real quick? Uh, sure. Just let me double check the article. I know I sent to you guys, but uh, yeah. Remember the game Namco Cross Capcom? I, that, that, yes, I fucking love that game. Well, there's a spiritual successor coming out. It's uh, called Project X Zone. It's the trailer for it, well, the Japanese trailer, which just uh, released today, it's a collaborative effort from Capco, Namco, Bandai, and Sega. It features a Dream Rush or Star characters across those three game companies. Previously, previously has it been only available in Japan, but earlier yesterday has been confirmed that the game will be on its way to North America, European, and Australian shores. Shut up so, and take my money. Yeah, while this is exciting news... For the anticipation, those anticipating the game, there's still a bit of apprehension in mind. It has been reported that despite the huge roster, despite the gameplay similar to its much successful spiritual predecessor, Namco Cross Capcom, and despite the portability it brings to being on 3DS, sales have been noticeably low. Well, 
The same thing happened with Owen Don and Owen Don too. I mean, in Japan, they were, they had low um, low sales, but when they actually brought it over as elite beat agents, it did phenomenally well. Yeah, and I'm loving the trailer for it, but uh, I'm not familiar with some of Sega's franchises because a I didn't see Sonic in here at all. I mean, the big splash, the, the big group shot has uh, guys like uh, Akira from uh, Virtual Fighter. You have uh, Ryu, Dante. <laughs> Uh, Gene Kazama, and what really sold it for me in the background was uh, Mega Man X. Mm. Maybe so- maybe Sonic is a hidden unlock or something. Probably, or it could be like in Smash Brothers Brawl, the uh, subspace emissary where he comes in at the very last moment. Mm-hmm. That kind of works. Too bad it's no, it's only those three games, and uh, you know Nintendo's franchises aren't making any appearances. I'm reading here from the article. It says, "Do you think Capcom and Namco should attempt to port the original Namco X Capcom over to PlayStation Network Xbox Live Arcade?" Yes. Yes. <laughs> An HD remake would be a license to print money for them. Fuck yeah! Hell, that's part of the reason why my PS2 is still hooked up. <laughs> Granted, my copy is a copy and not an import because my PS3 is well, PS3 is a region free. But just saying. Just saying. And then at the bottom, there's a uh, question about what other franchise would you like to see crossed over in such a way? Mm. Although, like, a little while ago, I read the webcomic Botched Spot, which poked fun at, at WWE and THQ parting ways. Yeah. I think THQ's going bankrupt, right? Pretty much. And EA better say the fuck away from... um. From Saint Row. You know, plus don't they owe like WWE like forty five million dollars or something like that? I have no idea. But uh, they they tease the idea of different uh, companies making WWE games. I mean, and one of them was Capcom. And I'm thinking, you know, a a Cap Capcom versus WWE game in a style of like Tatsunoko versus Capcom that could work. No. I, no, no. If if Capcom gets the WWE license, get ready for Saturday Night Slam Masters three. Even better, yeah, because you can't give it to Acclaim because they're gone. Yeah, the only other company that has re- experience with wrestling games is um, EA. They did that the last WCW game that was a long time ago in the galaxy far, far away. Maybe this could be the death of wrestling games? I doubt it. Because WWE prints money. And despite yeah, but WWE how, how many people being that... a glitch-ridden mess, people are still buying it. Yeah, but how many of the people buying these wrestling games are buying them for the actual wrestlers and not to create their own wrestlers? Actually, there's a little bit of column A and column B. Because... Once you figure out the gameplay mechanics, then you go and do the creator wrestler mode because they, they tweak everything. Of course, if you go online, you're going to see guys from non WWE companies or independent guys. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you go online. I'm sure you'll see a bunch of uh, Kevin Steens or El Genericos or CZW uh, notori- notorious. Oh, just so you, just so you know, uh, El Generico is down in Florida Championship Wrestling. Awesome. Yeah, he got the call. So yeah. Now, my question is, are they going to keep them El Generico? I doubt it. Mm. 
it's far and few one character keeps his persona throughout all, you know. CM Punk is a, uh, CM Punk has that, has that, uh, that bit about him. Yeah. Maybe he paid He's extra. He's the one in a thousand. Maybe he paid extra in his contract to keep, you know, like his, it's his copyright, just, you know. But yeah, Project X Zone, I'm looking, yeah, Project X Zone, I'm looking forward to it. They didn't give a specific release date just in the summer. Hmm. Fair enough, fair enough. Okay. And the comment section, people are already suggesting Nintendo and Capcom, with more than one allusion to Mega Man being in Smash Brothers. See, I would like Nintendo and Sega to do something. I don't want this Olympic game. What I want to see is Sonic, Tails, and Knuckles going through, playing through the Mushroom Kingdom, and Mario and Luigi running through Mobius. That I would like to see. <laughs> Something like that would be interesting, it but would. it would never happen. Most likely, no. <laughs> it did do a crossover. It'd be like Ace Attorney and Professor Layton. It'd be a, a, th- a third world, which is kind of a mesh of their two artistic styles. Mm. Fair enough. Right now that we got that out the way, let's talk. Let's get these uh, convention reports going. Now, first one is all you, Ari, as you take your trip down to Magfest. Oh, Magfest was a lot of fun. Hang on, let me bring up the article. I had it open just a second ago. Mm-hmm. Instinctively close it after instinctively running spell check. Eh, no problem. No problem. Uh, yeah, I pretty much drove down there right after work on. Fr- on Friday. Mm-hmm. I'm you know, still a little pissed I couldn't make it, but... Yeah. <coughs> we uh, ended up... The guy I was rooming with ended up getting a suite, and there was, a like, I think like six or eight of us scattered around. Nice. Yeah, that separate living room where they had their... Uh, they used the TV to set up their old video games. I think one of the guys was playing Sleeping Dogs, like, halfway through... About half of the convention. I think... I think I got in a suite at the Gaylord once. I think I did. No, yeah, no, 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 no. No, it was the Omni. It was the Omni that I got the suite at, not the Gaylord. Never mind. It's one of those, yeah, I don't want to stay in a regular hotel room anymore kind of deals. <laughs> well, hey, if you want to... I got a little you, spoiled. Hey, if you want to pony up the extra cash for suites from now on, I got no problem <laughs> with that. Of course you don't. Mm-mm. But yeah, it's dropped in a bunch of the panels throughout the <clears throat> throughout the weekend. And the breakfast at the <clears throat> pardon me, got some at yeah, the cool. Pianza was good, but again, those those hotels are almost like tourist traps, so the prices were a little bit high. Just a little bit. Yeah, the twenty dollars for a breakfast buffet. I mean, I ate enough to compensate for not eating lunch later, but. See, I would have, I would have, I would have just went to the supermarket and grabbed some, brought some stuff back for the fridge. Yeah, we didn't have a fridge. Oh. Uh, we were promised one, and again, it didn't happen. A lot of times that falls under like first come first serve types, you know. And the fire alarm went off. What is it with um, conventions and fire alarms lately? I mean, really. But this one was wasn't actually a convention goer's fault. 
again, what is it with um, <laughs> cons and fire alarms going off? I couldn't tell you. <sighs> but here, there was an electric, like an electronic recording saying, like, for your safety, please evacuate the hotel now. And we're all like looking at it like, the fuck? Hmm. Because it's seven in the morning, we're we're not fully awake, and mo- and people are just like going into the into the hallways and into the stairwells in their pajamas, maybe with their jackets on, maybe covered in a blanket. But after it got leaked that it's a electrical problem and it wasn't supposed to go off, we all just went back to bed. Unless the fire department was banging on the door, I wouldn't. I would not have left. That that's what he said. That's what was later joked about. Said. Unless someone's coming door to door, yeah, it's not happening. Exactly. So, uh, what, what, what is that I keep hearing in the background? What do you mean? Like something breaking or something like that. Not me. Hmm. Anywho. Oh, that's on my end. Sorry. What did you do? I didn't do anything. My mother is uh mixing something. Hi, Mrs. Mako-chan. You have headphones on. Me? Yeah. yeah. Uh, she can't hear you. No. That was the point. Hmm. Now I was at a Tetris tournament, which was, which John Patrick Laurie, you know, the sniper from Team Fortress 2, was doing commentary on. Mm. I don't really do well playing on, like, big screens or something, because I was, like, the room was dark, and we were watching the other games for us, and, uh, my eyes are starting to hurt, so I ended up like screwing up big time. What version of Tetris were they playing? The uh, 360 version. Oh, okay. The one that looks like it's in an aquarium. Oh, I think I saw that on 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 there, but I never picked it up. I have it. Well, I have what Tetris for DS, Tetris for 3DS. I don't, and I had Tetris on my damn la- on my damn tablet and my phone. I don't think I need any more copies of Tetris. <laughs> No, I think you have enough Tetris. Hell, I found a clone of uh, a Luminous for the for te- for Android, so I'm quite happy about that. Awesome. Uh, there wasn't a whole lot of cosplay when it comes to like in terms of other conventions. I think mm-hmm. like pound for pound, there was more at Katorikon than there was at Magfest. I'm not surprised because. Um... The con doesn't really necessarily focus around a cosplay and a masquerade because it's more focused on games so, and music. Yeah, obviously. So I mean, I would, me personally, I would cosplay at Magfest. It'd just be fun for me. I wouldn't have to worry about having an interview. Have to run, record a masquerade just for that. Just record like all the cool shit that's going on and talk to people. You know. Mm-hmm. So I, I also dropped in on a Juarios panel. You can play this live, or he's. Like he's a huge Common Rider fan, mm. and he has his own fan series coming out in spring of 2013 called Kama Fa- uh, Fama Common Rider. Fama Common Rider. It's a mm. pu- it's a play on a Famicom and Common Rider. Gotcha. So who is this Juario exactly? I do know you did run into him at Otakon. Something tells me he's local to that area. Yeah, he's fr- he's uh, from the Baltimore area. I believe. Okay. He's uh, yeah. He's a contributor to that guy with the glasses. Mm-hmm. And uh, he, and uh, 
he does vi- he like reviews old video games and stuff like that. But uh, he's a lot more. Uh, I want to say like not, not necessarily fair, but a lot more like more neutral, neutral, positive than a negative. Ah, uh, so he's sort of like more independent than one independent may think. Well, <clears throat> uh, kind of, but I mean, he's. You know how like a lot of reviewers will end up being like, like go out there like the bad shit and like have like be really negative and a, you know, like verbally tear it apart. Yeah. He he does that, but just not to the just not to the uh, extent that he, normal people do. Oh, know, okay. And he also, uh, you can find his stuff on a uh, blistered thumbs, his own website, or uh, that guy <clears throat> with the glasses. Gotcha. Okay. Fair enough. So, wouldn't be the that wouldn't be the only that that guy with the gla- that channel awesome contributor I found today mm. like that weekend. Well, I'll get to that. All right, that's uh, pretty cool. See. There was a act, there was a v- arcade game section, a video game section, and a board game section, which I thought was awesome. Did you find yourself chilling by Catan a lot? I was in a tournament on Saturday, but. That's I was the day when I was really sick. I, I I really didn't get too far in it. I I I understand. I understand because seems that a lot of people got sick that weekend too. Oh yeah, but for me it was because of the National Pastime Bar and Grill that I got sick. Mm. You see, when you order like you order a hamburger medium, like medium, it doesn't. It's not supposed to be pink in the, like completely pink in the middle. Like, I think I tasted blood too. And also, a I, lot of people ask me, "Why didn't you just send it back?" Because I also ordered it with no onions, and they got that part wrong. I would have sent. I would have sent it back, but like, it's underdone. I want it done right, or get me a manager. I ended up getting the manager the next day anyway, who mm. got me a refund. But yeah, the next day, I, I from about three o'clock the uh, in the morning the preceding day I was on the toilet more often than not because holy shit that did a number on me. Okay, yeah, like I said, a lot of people were also sick that weekend. So it's it's <coughs> October just sent us a ping or something. What was that? That was that was Tweak Deck. Okay, I did. It, it it goes off when I have when someone tweets back at me. Oh, okay. Let me mute that real quick if I can. And oh yeah, the uh, before I get the last like I got saw two pounds before I got sick. It was John St. John voiceover whore. And John St. John and Magfest are like chocolate and peanut butter. They just go together so well. I will definitely be going next year because I want him to sign my copy of Duke Nukem Forever. And I don't know if you saw the interview I had with him. The very on the spot. I, I have. I have to. I have to. Um, it's in the zip file. I have to pull that out because I didn't know what it was, but it's in the zip. So, mm-hmm. did did you get him to do the bumper or no? I I got your email too late because I had trouble getting that site. So uh, it's no problem. It's like the day after. It's no problem. But uh, yeah, he was a lot of fun. And in the interview, we had. This, he also said that he was at one point the literal the king of Magfest, and now I have an idea of actually making a crown in the shape of the Magfest logo and having him wear it. Just because I know that sounds like something he would do. 
or a belt. Sure. <laughs> uh, someone also gave him a flying fuck. <laughs> Explain the flying fuck, good sir. You know those little Air Hogs RC airplanes? Yeah. Someone took one of those, stripped it down to the engine block and the propeller, crafted the word fuck out of craft foam, <laughs> and taped it to either side of it. Nice. A flying fuck. <laughs> oh, and at one o'clock was the unofficial Botchmania panel. Oh, yeah? How was that? That was a lot of fun. Uh, Matthew, for those who don't know, Matthew mm-hmm. had a, started a Kickstarter to uh, to get like, from England to uh, D.C. for for it. And he said, and, uh, because he needed money and he was low on funds. And so I chipped in, like, enough enough money to get a song put in a future Botchamania video, which is my uh, anime jam session theme, for those who are wondering. That's pretty cool. And he had posted, like, like, after it got done, he said, in the time it took me to get to watch a episode of Monday Night Raw, you guys helped send me to MAGFest. Well, say that again, what? I think you needed, like, five, six hundred pounds to make the trip. Yeah. And that got sent to him in about three hours. Nice. And, yeah, he was a cool guy to hang out with. He was, like, a lot thinner than I thought he was in, in person, and his voice is a lot deeper than I expected. But other than that, he, he uh, showed a bunch of uh, image macros he had lying around his computer for uh, future botchamanias, and he even showed off roh mania which is all the botches he can't use from Ring of Honor because Ring of Honor hates when other people, when people not Ring of Honor are using their clips online. Yeah, I, I, I've heard... Yeah, they, and Saturday was one around sick, unable to eat anything on fear of it coming out both ends. And at Catan tournament I told you about, it was supposed to be like three games per round. Mm-hmm. Like on different tables, different setups, different people. And it'll be counted on how many points you got all together. Mm-hmm. But the first game we get, I was in ended in like 10, 15 minutes because one person ended up rolling all rolling over everyone else like outscoring literally everybody like we were at like three and four points and she got the 10 in like no time at all and I was just I could barely see straight so I just said I had to go back to my room and crash for a little bit went to the Pocahawks Anonymous panel that was the uh, the underbelly group did that one they were the people who got Stuart Z- Stuart Zagna I can never remember what his name is how his name is spelled to uh, do an in-character PSA about going into tall grass without Pokemon and there was a video about an actual Pokeholics Anonymous meeting where it was a bunch of uh, Pokemon cosplayers who were so deluded they thought they were the characters that they were playing Hmm. and the funniest part was well two parts was a a Big black guy dressed as Jigglypuff, complete in a pink uh, onesie <laughs> and a Jigglypuff mask. My God! <laughs> and and two uh, and two people coming in as Jesse and James with a uh, little cat with a coin taped to its head to be Meowth came in, fired off the motto, and sent everyone into a re- into a relapse. I just have one thing to say about all of that. What? 
That's it. Uh... Yeah, I, I only ended up seeing one panel on Sunday. That was the uh, Channel Awesome Meet and Greet. Oh, okay. You know, there were a bunch of uh, Channel Awesome character, uh, contributors there. Link Carr was there, like, wandering around. I saw him when I was getting my registration, and he had, like, five or six other of his people with him. Get, I'm guessing associates or uh, for, mm-hmm. but uh, I also end up getting pictures with uh, Matthew Buck, who is Film Brain, and Nash, who runs the who runs Channel, uh, the Radio Dead Air, which is a radio program, and his a uh, news reaction program called What the Fuck Is Wrong With Dude, you're cutting in and out. Can you repeat all of that? Sorry, no problem. So at the meeting, I ended up with meeting Matt Matthew Buck, who is Film Brain, who runs Bad Movie Beatdown, and Nash Bozar, who runs Radio Dead Air and What the Fuck is Wrong with You. Mm. Where the latter is he, people send him in stories of stupid human behavior, you know, you know, self harm, you know, Darwin Award kind of stuff, and he reacts accordingly. Fair enough. And yeah, after that, I just packed up and drove home. All right. So, what do you give this con- this convention overall? <clears throat> in all honesty, I'm kind of inconclusive, mostly because I got sick and I can't really judge that judge things that well when I'm when I can't even see see straight or or go ten minutes without having to use the bathroom. Hmm. I mean. It, it, it was a good convention, but you know, all things is I'd like to uh, try it again so, and not make the same mistake so I can get a better view of it. Alright, so pretty much it was a great con. It could be better if you're able to run around and you'll definitely be back next year. Yeah. Legit! <laughs> Legit. <laughs> And the next con we went to was the previous week, Katori Con. All right, I think we're gonna have I think we're gonna have fun with this one. And also, I just found something else here. Um, we're going yeah, to yeah, I saw that. Yeah, we're gonna we're going to cover that. I think we're gonna have to postpone interviews to cover this. What is it? Somebody made a the the definitive cosplay rules. Oh, where is this? Is it's it on, on my it's on my Facebook wall. Okay, here. Yeah, I can't wait to rip it apart. That makes two of us. I might have to fire up some um ripping up music. Uh Yakety Sax? Uh no, I might have to do a department <clears throat> of Grie- department of grievances for this one. Okay. Okay, well let's continue. All right. Now, KatoriCon. They they call this like the, the 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 small convention with the with the big heart. Now, in my in my eyes, Katorikon can do no wrong because of one thing and one thing only: the fact signage. Yes, you and your damn signage. If you, I've gone to Icon, I've gone to Castle Point, I've gone to Springfest. Even Ari can can uh, attest. Two of those conventions. Those conventions do not have signage. (coughs) 
does help. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying it doesn't, but it doesn't make or break a convention. It kind of does because if they did, were too lazy to put up signage, what can they? What can be said about them being lazy about other things? Their masquerade was pretty shittacular. Well, yeah, but no, no, I'm talking considering... about no, no, I'm talking about Castle Point. I'm talking about this con. <laughs> well, let's get on that. Okay. Good. Okay. All right. Who wants to start this up? You go first. Okay, fine. Now. Fuck Homestuck. Yes. <clears throat> that had to be not even the fact that I, it's just like for every cosplayer for an anime or video game or cartoon or something, there was a Homestuck cosplayer. And, and taking up a lot of taking up a lot of space for normal people to walk around. Well, that's my real problem. I mean, you want to cosplay as something like that. It's easy. It's fun. You get horns, whatever. Mm -hmm. Don't be a dick. Playing games in the middle of the walkway so that people can't even walk around your group playing games. And when somebody says, excuse me, you just look at them and go back to your game. You don't move or anything like that. That's fucked up. Yeah. It's fucked up, it's rude, and it's juvenile and needs to stop. I don't think I saw any of that. It must have been before I got there. <clears throat> no, it was going on while you were there. It just depends on... you. What it, one thing I like about KatoriCon is the fact that you can get to all three buildings with with under ten minutes. Five tops if you were just power walking, you know? Yeah, I mean, I like that because while it's a school, everything is compact. Mm-hmm. Now, all right, all right, you remember, you know how the layout of KatoriCon, the, like the area between the College Center and the Information Center? Yeah. There was a giant circle of Homestuck cosplayers playing some stupid game. Yeah, that I remember. That was going on at least five times that day. And it was like it this... never ended. It didn't go on. No, no. There it was... was one game that never ended. No, no, it did stop for a little bit. I walked around where there was nothing going on in that area, you know? Mm, I don't remember it stopping. I guess it was, it was the, going every time I went past. I guess it was the timing for you, you know? Mm. What the hell kind of game was it anyway? I don't know. It was some stupid-ass thing like Duck, Duck, Goose, where they say something, one person runs around in the middle of a circle of people... They get to a point in the song that they're doing, and that person stops. And whoever that person stops in front of has to do a little dance with that person, and then they get put into the middle of the circle. The other thing that was annoying the fuck out of me were the people that were leaving the middle of the circle and going out into people just walking by and wanting them to play with them. It's like, all right, people might be watching, and they might like be a little bit embarrassed or shy to join in the game but when somebody is legitimately walking from one building to another don't stop them to play your damn game and one thing about homesuckers they remind me of jehovah's witnesses 
I mean, you've seen Jehovah's Witnesses in your travels. They look at you like, would you like to? Would you like? Would you like a Watchtower? Would you like to read about the Watchtower? Homestuckers. Would you like to learn about Homestuck? No. You sure? Positive. You mean it? Yes. But enough about that. Okay. The guests were good. I I can't complain about the guests because when it's a small convention, you're on a small budget. Some co- some college cons will blow their entire budget on a big guest, and everything else will just fall apart. Uh-huh. I like that Katori Con felt like a. It felt like it was like, not like a anime club meeting. It's like. Sort of like, like like a festival in a way, you know. Yeah, that's what that's what it really felt more like. I mean, I, I, I it's like I know one of the guests personally, which is pretty cool, you know. Don't ask me how that shit happened, but it is what it is. Actually, two of the guests. The music was pretty cool. Yeah, that's what I ended up doing. I sat down and listened to all the concerts. I wanted to stick around for that last concert. I forget the name of the group, but the lead singer looks like Snape. Is yeah, that a good well, thing or a bad thing? I think that's a good thing. Yeah, well, we had an hour and a half drive. True, I know, I know. And by that point, I was starving. Mm. So let's start from the beginning. Oh, okay. <clears throat> okay, upon getting there, you know, it was it was pretty cool. Everything was kind of sort of straightforward. You had to go here for the badges or there. That was that was that was like the easiest part. Uh-huh. Getting around wasn't so bad. And getting from one place to another, you know. Yeah, and luckily the weather held out. Yeah, the weather was pretty nice that weekend. Yeah, because it was supposed to rain. <laughs> and I think like around like two o'clock, she got really warm, which was also cool. Mm-hmm. And also, I was handing out uh, candy canes to people who knew um, who you were. Yeah, and you know what? It, and and Marco was like, just give them out to people in general. Which I ended up doing in the end, but the majority of the candy canes I gave out were the people who actually knew who I, who I was cosplaying. I, I did have one one issue with, with with the convention, and this is something this guy. I don't have to bring this up with the con chair, with possibly the maid, maid cafe. cafe. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was not impressed um, at all, except for their outfits. I liked how they were uniform, but everything else was just kind of irking me. Well, for some now, I just I come to find out that it has become six degrees of of Ranma. I actually know the person who helped put Ichigo Latte together, and I told her my discrepancies I had with with the Maid Cafe, and they're going to apply that. I will give them some slight leeway because this is their first thing. Now, number one, excuse me, I felt that the, that the Maid outfits, the skirt 
aspect was a little bit too short. Some of the girls who were on the shorter side, it fit them perfectly. For the taller uh-huh. girls, not so much because not for nothing, when you're walking around bending over the, at the bottom of the skirt, you should not be seeing the bottom of the buttocks. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. And it might not have been as bad if it wasn't known that they're all underage. Yeah. yeah. You, but here's it was, it's a high school made cafe. So they were all underage. Not that it's appropriate at a maid cafe unless it's a fetish, like a big fetish maid cafe, to bend over and have it showing. They do have bloomers and things like that for that purpose. Yeah, and the um, what do you call it that goes underneath the skirt? Um, I can't. Petticoat. Petticoat. There were petticoats, but it wasn't like a typical petticoat you would wear with a Lolita dress. Whatever it was, it was more like a slip or a gown, you know? Mm-hmm. It was like, no. Yeah, people that run maid cafes really need to understand that the maid concept in Japan is a fetish. And it's part of their fetish- fetishism. Mm-hmm. And... Going into a maid cafe like this and knowing that they're all underage and knowing that they're representing that and that's what they're – I mean there's a disconnect and people need to figure this shit out because that was just really creepy. Okay. Now, I don't re- recall her calling me my master or something like that. No, no, they didn't go that far. Good, that was something they should not be doing because that can be taken wrongly. Another issue I had was the photography. Now, I understand they're underage. I get that. But at a con, there are people There are people that are underage at conventions where we take their pictures and it's okay. But given that they're young girls in maid outfits, I can see why. Even though I'm no, trying to pr- say they charged. Yeah, they could have said that up front. Oh, yeah. We don't allow photography because we charge for pictures. Now, if they said it up front. I would have had no problem shelling out a few dollars for a picture to post on post with the on, on the website with the review with the p- convention photos. Another thing is I didn't like the fact that they had a Keurig for, for making the beverages. Yeah, that was. Kind of cheap. Well, I mean, it was ten bucks to go in there, and you got a Keurig drink that, at least my hot chocolate was watered down because they either didn't have the setting right or whatever. And then you got a little, a, a little dessert. I mean. I guess that's typical, but I mean, for ten bucks, I would expect a little bit more. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, I, I, I expected them to come over and you know interact more with the people at the tables, play games or something. There was exactly one game there. 
and only one person from each table got to play a game. So for 10 bucks, I get to sit at a table and watch other people play a game. Yeah. And eat crappy store-bought desserts. Okay. And a uh, crappy drink. Okay, okay, all right, okay, all right. Well, I went to a maid cafe last year at, at Winterfest. Oh, it might have been two years ago with Tenshi no I. The food was cheap, but the cost was cheap. It was like three bucks to get in. You got a sandwich and a drink. Not for nothing. Between Tenshi no I and Ichigo Latte, Tenshi no I put in a better effort of what they were doing. I mean, you actually had maids up there singing and dancing out there, and they were preparing the food in the back. It, it looked like stuff that came out of my mama's kitchen, but you know what? They put heart and effort behind it. Now, yeah, I mean, if you're going to put on a show, that's mm -hmm. one thing. Yeah. But they had basically music playing off of a boombox. Yeah. And then at one point, one girl got up and sang. And that was it. That was the extent of it. I guess not $10 worth. I guess $5, yeah. Yeah, $5 I wouldn't have minded. Okay, get rid of the Keurig and actually put in an actual, put in a regular, um, I guess a hot water maker for, for hot chocolate, this or that. But I can understand why it was there, just to get the, the food out quickly. But you come into a cafe, nothing is there right away. And they're also in a college campus. You mean to tell me they didn't have like the large um, containers filled with hot beverages? They could have used bigger... Um, Bigger styrofoam cups, and the, and the desserts could have been a little bit better. Yeah, the knowing that they were using a Keurig, their selection of drinks was also very low. You got a French vanilla cappuccino or a peppermint hot chocolate. It's a Keurig. Spend a couple bucks. You're charging everybody 10 bucks to go in there. You can get 10 Keurig cups of regular coffee at Wawa. Mm -hmm. For that much money? Well, you, you get 10 cups for $10. Huh. It's $9.99 for 10 cups. Yeah. So if, if you're charging everybody 10 bucks to get in there, spend a little bit more money and get a little bit more variety. It's going to sell. They sell every freaking flavor that you can think of in yep. Keurigs. Yeah, just pick up a couple of variety packs. Yeah, I mean, there's the different kinds of coffee, there's different hot chocolates, there's apple cider. And for a made cafe to not have tea is kind of... Because that's what I really wanted. I wanted tea. Hell, a friggin' Keurig can make hot water for that, too. You just... Exactly. Just pop it up, pop it back down, don't put a cup in, and just hit the button. Mm-hmm. Either of you two have one of those? A Keurig? No. No, I have one at work. I'm the only one that has one at my place. Um, at my old job, they had a Keurig on the 15th floor. 
here I have like a, a simple Black and Decker four cup machine that lasts me two days. One cup on one day, another cup the next day. But yeah, I mean, I didn't go to any of the panels. Um, I ended up halfway through just going to the auditorium and watching the uh, concerts and the comedians. Mm-hmm. Did either one of you go to any of the panels? I did not get a chance to check out any of the panels. I know Ari checked out a couple. And I just went. I just got to the uh, TV tropes panel. There was, there was uh, five people there, including the uh, host. Yeah, the panels didn't really jump out at me. Same. I was focused more on the photography and stuff. I just liked, I liked the general consensus of the crowd. Everyone was just chill and just having a good time. But then, like, the con funk kicked in, like, not even ten minutes after we got there. I know. I was just... It's a one-day convention. And local. Why is there con funk? They're I didn't on really a co- notice any con funk. I mean, I could kind of understand if it was a college campus where people were dorming, so that was kind of a given, you know? But it's a community college. Yeah, mm. it's a community college. You had to be somewhere before you went there. You either came from home, or you came from a hotel, or you came from a friend's house. Take a freaking shower, people, or put deodorant on. Mm-hmm. It's not like they had games that were going to get you hot and sweaty and nasty. Yeah, also, you two ended up sp- crashing at my place that night. The night before. Yeah, the night mm-hmm. before. Yeah, but we all got up and took showers. Damn yeah. right. Yeah, so there's went... no, no excuse for the con funk. No, there's no excuse Zero. whatsoever for con funk. It's not like people were staying three days in a hotel and sleeping in the lobby because they didn't have enough, they couldn't afford a hotel room. Wait, people slept in lobbies before? I I have seen people set up shop in lobbies underneath tables. I have seen mm-hmm. people show up their full desktop rig, plug it into the lobby, and start emulate game emulations right there. Yeah, there are some people that go to conventions, especially when it's in a hotel, mm-hmm. and don't get a room. Yep. Why? They it just seems so pointless. They put all their money on the convention, buying shit. Yeah, this and buying that. shit. Yeah. So they find either an empty hallway or a comfy couch, and that's where they sleep. Mm-hmm. And if they're lucky, people will pass by them and not notice them. And if they're not lucky, somebody will come and wake their asses up and tell them that they can't sleep there. If they were smart, they put a they put a little cup out there that says "too poor for a for a room." Donate. That would just seem even sadder. True, but if you do that, you at the end of the at the end of the day, they probably have enough money to to crash in somebody's room. Oh please! But because let me tell you, the first time I went, no, 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 to, no, no, let no. me tell you, these people that are going to the conventions and spending all their money on shit. If you give them more money, they're going to spend it on more mm. shit. But you know, I I remember the first time I went to ShojoCon. I was only I was only expecting to stay a day. 
I figured I'd go out there, hop the train coming back. I did not know I was going to have a couple of friends out there end up crashing over and taking some of my dealer room money as crash face money. I'm like, fuck it. I'm having too much of a good time here. So, since, Marco, you covered the enter- entertainment aspect of the convention. Uh-huh. All right. What was your take on the different um, performances that you saw? Um, well, concert-wise, I saw the Astor Place and uh, Uzuhi. And, um, well, I like the Astor Place. Mm-hmm. And uh, sitting down and actually listening to Uzuhi, I like them more. Oh yeah, they're a lot more interactive. What makes you say that? Explain like their, their interactivity. Um. Well, the Astro Place. Crazy enough, um, their interactions with the fans, um, they pull people up for a hot dog eating contest mm. and a soda drinking contest. But that was basically their interaction. Um, Uzuhi, uh, let me pull it up. Um, Uzuhi actually, like, both hands pulled people up to try and, like, dance in the front on the like before like in, in front of the age um the main singer for Uzuhi actually went out into the audience and was like hanging around with people before the show he went out to the audience while he was singing um there was just a lot more personal interaction with people Right. And, um, but yeah, I, I just, I like their style. I like their songs a little bit better than the Astro Place, oh, which yeah. is saying something because I really like the Astro Place. I actually have the, the car from Uzuhi right here. So I'm definitely going to have to check them out. Oh, yeah, and the other group that I heard as I was leaving was called Platform One. Yeah. And, um, the Astro Place did. Most of their stuff um, was original stuff, and then they covered the. Uh... Damn, what did uh, they covered the uh, opening for Naruto? Oh, uh, okay. I think I caught which part one? of that when I walked in. I'm not even sure which one. I haven't actually watched Naruto in a while to know okay. which which one they covered. But it's the same one that they cover every single show. So Uzuhi said, you know what? The Astro Place covered a song, so we're going to cover a song. Mm-hmm. And they did the first opening for Sailor Moon. <laughs> they did um, the opening for uh, Evangelion. Uh, what else did they do? Um I don't remember now what they did. Uh, 
Uh, but they did two other covers, and they're like, we're only doing this because the Astor Place did this. <laughs> it's like they were trolling <laughs> the other group. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but, I mean, it was... Both of the concerts were really good. Um, and then I also saw... Well, Rama was there for Uncle Yo. Mm-hmm. Funny as always, especially um, when he did his little diatribe on Pokemon and sex offenders. What? <laughs> yeah. It was so bad, it was good. <laughs> P- please explain. <laughs> Marco, yeah, I think you have to explain this one better than me. Um... No. <laughs> it's along the lines of you have to see it to under to get what we're talking about. It's one of those. Yeah, Rama's got it too. Yeah. Am I gonna find it on YouTube somewhere? Probably if it's not already. And Uncle Yo had this newcomer up on the stage, like to open open things up. He was pretty good. A lot funnier than Cosmic Comedian <laughs> Joe. Oh, look, the first, like, I did a search for it, and the Pokemon Sex Offenders bit is the first result on YouTube. <laughs> there you go. If this is as terrible as you think it is, I'm going to find you, and I'm going to beat you down with this skit. It's, no, no, it's not like that, no. Oh, okay. Yeah, the, um... (sighs) (coughs) The, uh, hmm. Masquerade was a joke. Yeah. The Masquerade last year was a lot better than this. Um, the Masquerade basically was four acts. The first one was an advertisement. A blatant advertisement. A blatant advertisement for a LARP. Mm-hmm. Was it the one uh, LARP, uh, LARP role playing group that uh, was advertising in the dealer's room? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but their masquerade skit was a blatant advertisement. Um, then we had a girl sing, and then do a dance. Yeah, she she her she was cosplaying Charlotte, the um the creature that killed um Mammy Tomoe. Oh my God! Spoiler. But by now, if you haven't watched Madoka Magica, I don't know what to tell you. But um, she sang the opening theme to to Magica Madoka. Um, then we had the guy from Skyrim. He did his like his little his little prayer to to his god, you know, and giving um trinkets, geek trinkets. Yes, at that that was hilarious though. The trinkets were all geek in nature. One was um, from the companion Misty, a water badge. Um, one was a Deku nut mm-hmm. from the Warrior of Time. Uh, one was... Um, <laughs> One was the Death Note. 
that just appeared before him. And the other one was a sonic screwdriver from Doctor Who. So that was amusing. And then he decided he was going to try and sing. Did he go into it knowing he can't sing for shit? Yes. Oh, good. Yes, he actually said, um, I'm really bad at singing. I'm not a bard, but I'm going to sing anyway. What did he sing? Uh, one of the songs, like the internal songs from Skyrim. I don't know. I don't play that. And then the last one was, um... Gangnam style. Yeah, it's a it's a friend of mine. She she got up on stage and started doing the whole Gangnam style routine. Now, as I said on Twitter, as I said on Facebook, if Gangnam style is your saving grace for a masquerade, you got problems. <laughs> I'm not saying it was bad. Truth be told, that was the best thing I out of all four. I give her an award for best in the show right off the bat. I don't even call that a masquerade. Mm. More Four like a people ver- doing stupid ass shit that's not a masquerade. It's more like a variety show. It is a variety show, and they should have called it something like that. Mm-hmm. There were no words given. There was nothing like that. And considering she brought everybody else out to dance with her, she brought people from the audience up on stage to dance with her, you can't call that an act for a masquerade. Look at it this way. At least it wasn't caramel dancing. If it was a couple of years ago, it would have been. Oh, I know. It, hell, if it wasn't a couple of years ago and Gangnam Style didn't pick up like that, it would have been caramel dancing. Probably. Yeah. Now, overall, I'll say this about Katori Con. It's a great place to kickstart your, tw- your 2013 <laughs> convention season. If you want to go... To meet a buttload of people and make a buttload of friends, that's the place you go. I think they need to kind of cut down on the panels, you know, like take a couple out. Because it looked like it was just too packed up in there. And kind of expand on the masquerade. Have legitimate stuff. Because yeah, stuff. Well, you sh- can't expand on a masquerade that nobody wants to enter. Mm. Well, they actually- well, they that's, did. The, that's the problem with a masquerade. Really? Nobody wanted to be in it, Sam? Yeah, if, no, if nobody wants to be in it, then it's like GobbleCon two years ago. Mm. They were still looking for people to be in their masquerade up until the masquerade started because they had one act. Did they end up but, finding people for it? Yeah. yeah, they pulled a couple extra people up. But when you have that few amount of people entering your masquerade, just cancel it. Oh, just, no, you know, I don't think I don't think there was a proper information out f- for the masquerade. Because, hell, on the, on the GobbleCon site, there really wasn't that much information in regards to a masquerade. If you have it posted in the rules, people will enter. Done. Yeah, but at the same time, just because it's an anime convention doesn't mean you have to have a masquerade, especially when it's a small anime convention. But I, I hear you. But it seems, But the thing is, like, you got to have one. Now, you look at Manga Next. 
they they're, they're slightly different. They have a uh, cabaret. See, I like that. Or the burlesque was no, it? No, 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 no. That's no, that's burlesque. I said a cabaret. Yeah, the cabaret is people get up, they do what they would normally do for a masquerade, but there's no judging, there's no awards, nothing like the, that. The rules are little shits and giggles. Yeah, the rules are a little more looser, <laughs> and you're just having a good time. Think of it as an anime equivalent of hee haw. <laughs> it's like something like that that's fine but you get these smaller conventions where there aren't a lot of people and you should just do something like that it doesn't have to be a masquerade hmm. well obviously Katorikon is doing something good because they hit attendance cap yeah they so, hit attendance cap. Attendance cap was like uh, 1,000 people, yeah. and they hit it. So maybe next year it'll be two days, and maybe they'll make improvements. I have no problems telling the con chair my thoughts and what they could do to make things better. Because she seems, since she's like a, so she's a, an advisory to the anime club there, it seems like she's up there to listen, you know? I don't know. I think something like that, they should keep it at one day. Don't expand until you have everything worked out. There were obvious flaws this year. Fix those obvious flaws before you go and make it a two-day convention and build more issues onto it. Mm. Also, if you're going to be working at a school and you're going to be using the people that usually go to that school and usually run things make sure those people actually know what the fuck they're doing because every person that went up had issues with the sound everybody and you would assume that starting at the beginning they would have fixed those issues hmm one of the mics I can give them kept going in and out. You can blame the equipment. But at the start of the masquerade, when the one girl needed her music, it didn't go on. Well, that that that, that shit it, that shit does happen at um at, at cons. Tech staff do fuck up like that. Yeah, but for every single one, yeah, the first skit needed the whole entire skit was audio. Mm-hmm. And them acting shit out. <coughs> there were so many problems that they had to call Uncle Yo back out. To try and fill up space or time? Exactly. Mm. The next one, they played the wrong song. And I get it, that happens. But then she was standing there until they could figure out which which song she needed. They probably Did she didn't, think they go back and say, no, the, it's this one? See, it's like when I run the karaoke contest at Zenkai. It's like whoever enters, I label their, I have their song name there. But I also label in front of it entry number, whoever, and their name, then the song. At least that way I know what I'm doing. It's just you, you would think that they would have that crap. Especially it's not like there were a shit ton of entries. There were four entries and only three of them needed music. And one of them was fucking Gangnam Style. 
and I bet you almost everybody in the audience had that song. <laughs> well, yeah, but I mean, you can't exactly screw that one up. Hmm. All you have to do is hit play. That's it. That's the whole entire thing. The other one, the first one, their whole entire thing was just an audio pitch. So unless they gave them a full CD of different audio pitches and they lost it. I thought they got lost on, they couldn't find where he put it on the computer. So he put it on the desktop. Hmm. But yeah, that's my issues. And they need to be fixed before you start going into expanding. Fix the issues you have. Pretty much, it's like... <coughs> Kotorikons are like an entry-level convention, per se. It's like, there's going to be problems, there's going to be issues. If Kotorikons is going to be your first convention, don't get upset, things don't work out the way they should. You'll discover as you go to more conventions, things don't really work out the way it should. For all the, ba- for all the bad stuff that we, that we, dis- that we discussed here... The plus side is a lot of friends. You'll meet a lot of friends and stuff, you know, so. Yeah, that's why I love going to small cons. Mm -hmm. You go to the bigger cons and you get lost and you lose people or you don't see them. You go to a small convention like this and you see everybody. Yep. Like when I went last year, I went dressed as Gardabelt. I ended up meeting a couple of people and I actually sat down and talk and talk to them for about fifteen to twenty minutes about stuff, and I still talk to them on my Facebook. Did you end up seeing them there? To this what? Uh, this convention? No, one of them had moved out to the Midwest. The other girl, I didn't think she made it, so I would have seen mm-hmm. her if she was there. But I did make a couple of new friends, you know, like the one girl who I did the um the photo shoot with. The stocking cosplayer. Yeah, yeah, I have to add her to my public profile so I can properly tag her and I believe those photos should be going up some by the end of the week. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now what we're going to do, we're gonna take a quick one song break, and then when we come back We're going to unleash the gates of hell. Oh dear God. Yay Yay the gates of hell. We'll be back. I'm coming for you, Chernabog.
違う僕らこの手で気づく未来は必ずこの場所で君がどこにいたぜそして空の向こうを心が描く明日はもう一度あの場所で Podcast. I said that we were going to have a couple of interviews, but we changed it at the last minute because, as with last week's episode, right? Sometimes what happens right before we do it, we start recording. Last breaking news can just pop up out of nowhere. We just want to cover it real quick. As we are, we're also a podcast about covers cosplaying conventions. As you previously listened, right about the time we we're covering this. I got linked to an article about these rules of cosplay. Now, there are really unwritten rules to cosplay. If you really want to know what they really are, just go to panels about cosplay 101 or how to do this, how to do it. Those are your rules right there. You take what you learn from these other conventions about cosplay and you make sort of like a guideline for yourself and the. For other people that are new to it, because they're going to take what you told them and find their own way of doing things. There is no definite set rules in cosplay, unless you're in a competition. But that's a different story, different thing altogether. Now, earlier tonight,、um, I was linked to an article called、um, let's "See Liz's Rules of Cosplay." Let's just say. It got us riled up, and so we decided to speak our minds on this. Thus, we are bringing back、um, the Department of of Gripes and Grievances because we have some gripes and grievances for this bitch right here. And now we have the Department of Gripes and Grievances. What we're going to do is quickly go through her eleven rules of, of of rules of cosplay. We're going to tell you what's correct and what's incorrect. This is from a site called Fandom Scares Us. And the truth of the matter is, I've been doing this shit for fifteen years. There is shit in the fandom that that will even scare me. But anywho. She made this person. Her name is Elizabeth Reisman. This is, according to her, this is a repost and a mild refinement of her rules of cosplay. She comes up saying that she is bitchy and judgmental, and she's not going to apologize for it. Cosplay is, at its heart, an art form. 
I don't consider trash to be an art. And if you don't treat the format with the respect it deserves and you deserve, you're going to get mocked horribly. Frankly, you'll deserve it. Now, I will say this much. I have seen people put together the wonderful cosplay and they still get mocked for it. And they still get bitched for it. One, there's a saying, one man's, treasure, one man's trash is another man's treasure. Just because you don't like it, that doesn't necessarily mean that I'm going to like it, or Mako's going to like it, or Ari's going to like it. Everyone has their different views on what's good and what's awesome. Doesn't ma- doesn't help that, this, that the way she's coming off, it's like her 11 rules of the gospel. Yes. And also on the internet, just one thing. If you got to make a point about something, be a little more tactful in what you're saying. Coming off as a cut-raging bitch gets you nowhere. Especially if you run in my circle, because you know what? In my circle, there's only one cunt-raging bitch. And that's Mako-chan. If you step to her level, <laughs> she will smack your ass down like a fly. Ain't that right, homegirl? Oh, yeah. That's what's up. Now, let's go through this. Let's turn this down a little bit more. Number one. Know thy character. This should go without saying, but don't cosplay a character you don't know. Don't just cosplay a character because you think he, she is cute or because your best friend or significant other is playing the counterpart. When you are cosplaying, you are that character, not dressed in the same clothing. Flag on the play. Slow your roll. Now, I have a thing where, uh, I have a thing where if you're going to cosplay, so at least have a general idea of who the person is. Exactly. The, the, yeah, the, yeah the, the history of the character, you know, who they are, that stuff you... You gotta know, but I, what I cosplay, I am not the character. You know, you can you can approach me in my costume and call, and I'll answer either my character's name or or Ari. You know, I don't like I won't put on a cosplay and all of a sudden you're like Ari, who's Ari? I'm you know and whoever. Exactly. I mean, I plus the people who get really really deep into character, they're kind of creepy. Yeah, they need meds. I've cosplayed. My thing, oh, my thing I agree with is, yeah, you definitely need to know a little bit about the character. And if you're going to be taking pictures, sometimes being the character is a good thing. Yeah, that's the only time I'm ever in character was when I'm getting my picture taken or there's a uh, meetup. Mm-hmm. I used to wear cosplays just for shits and giggles. But here's the thing. Yes, I cosplay Ranma Saotome. Yes, there are things about Ranma and Ranma one half. I may not remember right away. Don't get on my ass about it. <laughs> Shit happens. People will forget. You mean you deal. don't remember that one thing that happened in that one episode that only happened once? I know. You don't right? remember it? I don't remember it, no. And I'm not going to flip my shit every time I walk by a Gary Oak cosplayer. Hey. Calm the fuck down. Now, if you know that Gary Oak cosplayer for a long time, you can do that shit and y'all can just roll with it, you know? Because, yeah, we're on that same level. Like, yeah. if you cosplayed as Gary, I might actually do that, but mm-hmm. I doubt you would cosplay as Gary, so there's that. No. Uh, next rule. Number two, know thy body. If you're 5'3 and 300 pounds, you're never going to pull off a Sailor Moon costume, no matter how fucking oh, awesome the costume <laughs> itself is. Stay within your body type and range. Every time a fat girl wears a fuku, God kills a kitten. Please, do it for the kittens. You're to- injecting a meme into your article. Oh, it automatically fails. To, qu- to quote um, 
what was the name of that comedian? George Carlin. Complete bullshit. No, no, I got a better one. The dude. Well, that's just like your opinion, man. Exactly. So what if you're five three and three hundred pounds? By this bitch's logic, I gotta throw out ninety five percent of all anime characters ever. Exactly. You can well, the, thing, the thing is, the headline is good. Know thy body. Mm-hmm. You can wear what the fuck you want, but know your body enough to wear it properly. Yes. If you're five three and three hundred Faye Valentine, no. <laughs> oh god, I'm having man Faye flashbacks. Thanks for that. Dealer Faye? Absolutely. Dealer Faye, there's the one where she's in the uh in the ball gown. Mm-hmm. That's good. Mm-hmm. Um tight ass yellow spandex short shorts and <laughs> a what is basically a tube top and suspenders. Not so much. You wanna be happy with that? Be happy with that. But just don't get mad when people turn to stone looking at you. Exactly. Or they just exactly. ignore don't you. Don't get mad or give when people say, ha ha ha, fatty. Yes. You can't get mad at that. You're wearing an outfit like that. You can't get mad. Mm. But the also, thing you is, can't choke slam everyone who laughs at you. Exactly. <laughs> um, unless <laughs> you're Jay is, and Silent Bob. Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Know thy body. If you're going to be wearing, if you're going to be cosplaying as Sailor Moon, make sure the outfit fits you properly. And I don't mean like, oh, well, it fits and it doesn't look slutty or you're not hanging out. I'm not meaning that. Mm-hmm. I'm meaning make the costume in such a way that it flatters your shape. If the hip rolls have to come up a little bit to accentuate something or cover something, that's fine. Really tall girls need to wear their sh- their skirts a little bit longer because well their asses just hang out but most of them are okay with that <clears throat> but like for a shorter girl wearing your skirt a little bit higher ex- it-, it makes you look taller so just y- use the costume correctly that's all I'm saying yeah, wear what you want, but use the costume correctly. Just be sensible about it. I mean, I've seen skinny girls, I've seen full body girls who say fukus, and it looks good on them. You just gotta know what you're working with, and just make it work. I mean, if you're on the curvy side, you're not gonna want that skirt to be so short. You make it a little bit longer because if you look in the anime, that shirt, that the skirt is short, but at the same time, that skirt is like. Is like a few inches above the knees, so it works. And it covers their ass. It covers your ass. Unless you're Sailor Jupiter. Unless you're Sailor Jupiter. Um, <laughs> but also, the skirt is supposed to flare out. If you were a larger girl, you need to have enough material so that the skirt flares out. This brings you us into... Go, go on, go on. Yeah, go ahead. This brings us into rule three. Know thy material. Cheap costume satin is shiny, but does Kagome really wear a satin school uniform? No. So try and at least pretend you're going for accuracy. Otherwise, your costume just looks lame. Rim shot for those who still know their fabric. Okay, it's a given. There's a reason why it's called satin. Satan. Look, my, my costume, Human Artemis, 
I got the wrong I got the right material, but the wrong material was the right type. It was just too thin. So Femi had to double over the material so I wouldn't be seeing through. I wore it at Otakon. Hot as it was, I still pulled it off just fine. If you just all you have to do when you go fabric shopping is look at the fabrics and just see. If you can see your hand through the fabric and you know the characters aren't then don't. Everybody's going to make a mistake when buying material. It's not a deal breaker. No, but there are some costumes that I agree with should not be made with satin. Right. Unless you're going for a concept piece, that's different. But if you're just getting satin to make it look shiny and stand out, then no. Mm hmm. Because it doesn't work. <clears throat> So that I kind of understand. But no, I mean, the you, the uh, material that I have for my Makoto school uniform, mm -hmm. it's not the correct material. But it's the correct color, and it's what I had at the time. And it still works. And I've, got, I've not gotten a complaint. Because I did the skirt in such a way that it still folded and pleated and looked like it needed to. Okay. All right. Let's get back to this here because I got sidetracked. Somebody sent me more about the bullshit that's happening. Now, <laughs> number four, know thy series. Whether you're cosplaying an anime character, a video game star, or a book hero slash heroine besides knowing the character you are portraying know the world that they are in it's really annoying to be for example cosplaying as Asuka from Evangelion and running into someone cosplaying Ray who has no clue who you are yes this has happened to me group shots at conventions are awesome and other cosplayers are fans just like you so be respectful enough to know the series you're playing in to recognize your co-stars on site this falls into rule one when you know your character, you're going to know everybody else you roll with. That's sort of like me cosplaying Wolverine, and obviously I know every single member of the X-Men. Bitch, have you lost your mind? <laughs> well, something like that is different. I can sort of understand this. So do I. But at the same time, it's not going to work in everything. Exactly. It almost counts... It's, it's almost counts comes off as her saying you got to make sure every other every other person who cosplays in the same fandom as you knows who you are and also do you really expect that person to sit down and watch every single episode of the series i mean really she does apparently i mean i guess you can get away with watching 26 episodes but if you're cosplaying kagome and you expect that Kagome constantly know all the characters from all 162 161 168 episodes of the series no, not really. I sure as hell don't. I think, honestly, as long as you know who the key characters are, it's okay. If you don't know who the minor characters are, it's not a big deal. I like, cosplay as uh, Sango, and I don't know every freaking character in that series. It's like cosplaying uh, Rain Lore from FF8. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, who? <laughs> exactly. And... She just says you have to know thyself. 
Mm-hmm. If you can't emotionally or mentally pull off a character, don't. If you're too bitter to play a happy character or too happy to play a bitter one, in short, if your acting skills are not up to par, please play a character that won't take so much work out of you. I'm sorry. I didn't know I was in theater. I know. You know, you know what we should do, DJ? We should find us one where we should, like, like, we should, like, like rattle off like, lines about a uh, dialogue between each other, like, and, like, make it look look intentionally bad, like looking at the script, reading uh, inflections or uh, emotions mm-hmm. out loud. And know? we, we got to have Makoto dressed up as a producer going, cut, 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 do it again. For more passion, <laughs> more feeling. That would be like a bad who's line skit. Yeah. Oh, dear God, does that make me photo finish? Yes, it does. That makes you call a mockery. Him too. That works. I've seen people... But big smiles cosplaying Gara. I can't recall the last time I've seen someone get into character. Well, I take your picture. If you want to get into character, that's fine. If not, that's fine. I'm just taking here pick take a picture of you in the costume. Not Gara has smiled, but it's usually the I'm going to kill every fucking human living being in this room mm-hmm. smile. Mm-hmm. I don't know. There are some things that, if I'm going to take your picture, if it's, if you're going to be in character for the picture, like if you're going to pose, don't pose and smile. Pose and be that character. Exactly. Like, like I cosplay as Mandy from Bill, uh, Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy. She does not smile, period. She doesn't smile. The one time she smiled in the series, she ended the world. <laughs> Obviously, she did. Obviously, um, at KatoriCon, when I was um, cosplaying as Mandy, when people wanted my picture, I didn't smile. Mm-hmm. I wanted to be in character for those pictures. And I posed with my arms crossed and a... Fucking scout at the camera. Exactly. Did anyone ask but... why you did that? <clears throat> no, because they understood I yeah. was in character. <laughs> Now, if but, you I mean, now if somebody asked you why you were mad and scowling, what would you have told them? That when Mandy smiles, she ends the world. <laughs> the world implodes. Yeah, you would have given a basic breakdown. You know, that's not a big deal. Yeah. But like something, something like Gara, if you're if you're taking a picture of somebody and they're just standing there and they're not doing anything, obviously if they're smiling, that's fine. Mm-hmm. But if they're actually like posing in one of his poses yep. and they give you a big ass grin, that's where I kind of get iffy. Yeah, it happens. It does happen. Mainly because a lot of people forget that their character isn't supposed to be happy. Mm-hmm. See. But- Rule 5 alone makes me want to find her and cosplay Tadawaki Kuno and do the really bad Shakespearean accent from the dub, you know? <laughs> yeah. Number I still like they read the stage directions right from the script idea. I like that, too. Number six, know thy props. If you're supposed to carry a giant boomerang made of bone, then do your damnedest to make it look like it's made of bone. Make a cheap substitute with duct tape looks cheap and detracts from your costuming. You can do things lightweight, legal, and good looking. It's just going to take time and patience. Okay. Also money. Yes. Okay. Sometimes that's not always effective. When I did Barrett Wallace, 
I could not figure out what he had around his waist for his pants. Could have been a big-ass belt. Could have been something that's built in him. That was made out of cardboard, glue, and duct tape. It still looked good. Yeah. Just remember, this is what's called the six-foot rule. If it looks good six feet away, no one cares. Exactly. Unless you're if doing craft. If it looks craft- good for a picture, if it looks yeah. good for a picture, that's all that matters. Unless you're doing craftsmanship uh, judging, then that's a, that's not. that's completely different. If you made it to the best of your abilities, just roll with it. I don't. And if someone's going to talk smack about your giant boomerang that doesn't look like it's made of bone, take that boomerang and smack them upside the head with it. Sure, you get it. Sorry, I'm sorry, but have you realized that this is all animated and it's just yellow? It's yeah. a yellow boomerang. Yeah. Yeah, because she's talking about Sanga. Of course, it's a yellow. It's a yellow fucking boomerang. Mm-hmm. It doesn't look like bone in the series. It doesn't look like bone in the manga. So why the hell does it have to look like bone when you're cosplaying it? You... Also, you got to figure transporting something that big must be pretty difficult. It's called assume. You know what happens when you assume? You make an ass out of you and me. But in this case, you made an ass out of you and yourself. Know thy timeline. Putting together a fantastic cosplay takes time, heart, and dedication. If you don't have all of those, then it's best for you to step aside and enjoy the show. Bitch, who the fuck do you think you are? I'm you sorry, are... but every cosplayer I know is working on their cosplays up until the time of the convention. Some of them even go to the convention with their sewing machines to finish. It's it's. You want to know something? You know it's a convention when you see somebody rolling in with a bolt of fabric and a sewing machine. It's not a big deal. Personally, if I do my cosplays, I'd like to have them done before the convention. If I'm done before the con, yay. If not, not. Fuck, I gotta put it together real quick. It's not a big fucking deal. I have... I got I, I tried to get Gardabelt done in time through a friend of mine. Could not get it done in time. So me and Ari went to a part went to a costume shop. I bought a robe. We went over to Walmart. I bought some red fabric. When we got to the con, I went down to CVS, got a pair of scissors, straight at pins, cut the damn cut it together, pinned it on, and walked around and prayed to God I didn't I didn't pick prick myself and die from 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 um massive bleeding, okay? And you know what? Yes, my guard. You don't gar- have hemophilia, do you? No. Then that's not a problem. And you know what? Yes, that guard belt looked pretty shitty. But you know what? People fucking loved it. They thought it was awesome. And a couple people asked about it, and I told them what happened. This was thrown together at the last fucking minute, and they said it looked good for someone who threw it together at the last fucking minute. Done. And I tell you what. Like the unsung hero award of mm-hmm. cosplay. If that's going to be an issue for you, why don't you bring your sewing machine? Let me borrow it so I can finish what I got to do. No? Shut the fuck up. And next one is... Mind if I take it? Go for it. I need to let my voice rest a little. I need to let my voice rest a little. Okay. Know thy fandom. Be aware of the ebb and flows of fandom. If everyone their brother is doing full metal alchemist cosplay, try Yurashi Atsura cosplay instead. Everyone in the same costume gets all it after the third or fourth Edward Elric you see. I don't know. I kind of like the big Pokemon gatherings when there's like dozens of, upon dozens of cosplayers there and they're dividing it up by, uh, okay, first there's, let's have main characters over here, then Pokemon, then mm-hmm. game characters, and uh, mm-hmm. like bad guys. That's, that's, that's actually pretty fun. Yeah. And also, no two uh, cosplays are the same. 
I mean, yeah, Max, that's was kind of weird being, like, because I could count the number of Pokemon cosplayers on one hand, myself included, but mm -hmm. I still enjoyed it. There you go. I mean, I'll take three, four pictures of an Elric Elric cosplayer. If I see a, a, a Lum cosplayer, she'll be number five on my list. Yeah, that one. That one is all personal preference. Yes. If you still love doing FMA cosplay, continue doing it. But maybe a different character. Or if it's your favorite character, maybe a different outfit from the series. Hey. If not, just be a badass like me and just roll, just roll around as Ranma. Fuck it. <laughs> Alright, I'm taking this one. It's all oh, yours. Please do. Know, know thy gender. Don't cross-play. I don't care if you really like a certain character. If you're a male, cosplay a male character. If you're a female, cosplay a female one. Certain limited uh, exceptions can be made for very, very Bishonen male characters being portrayed by females. But a good rule of thumb is just don't do it. Trust me, no one is impressed. More people are disgusted than anything else. Bull fucking shit. Mm. Congratulations, you just alienated a good chunk of your audience. Gundam Wing Crossplay. The defense rests. <laughs> I'm sorry, but 99% of the people that do Gundam Wing are all girls. Mm-hmm. Because Gundam Wing... Yeah, sometimes they look like guys. But Gundam Wing, because of... I was going to say, sometimes the guys still look girlier than the girls dressing up as the guys, but Well, that mind. too. <laughs> but Gundam Wing was a lot of fan service for girls. And I only know a, a handful of guys that actually cosplayed from the series. DJ being one of them. Yes. Yeah. I, I went to Animazement that year, and so many people were taking my picture. I couldn't understand it till a female duo walked up to me and said, I was the only guy here dressed as Duo Maxwell. Legit. Oh, wow. And also, there's a, a, kind of a little bit of a homophobic you know, tinge to this number, don't you think? So you're yeah. saying she's one one foot in and one foot out? Yeah, it's just, just immediately assuming people are disgusted by it. Hell no. Do you he's disgusted by it? I would be the first to say, if I see someone do, two people doing uh, Gundam Wing uh, crossplay, I will ask them to kiss or make out just, not for me, just for Mako-chan, <laughs> just to put a smile on her face when I send her the picture. Sometimes it works. Yeah, keyword being sometimes. Sometimes. Yes. But, I mean, there are characters that... It doesn't even matter if it's a guy or a girl cosplaying as it. Because the character is so gender neutral. Mm-hmm. You can be the same... You can be the matching gender and still screw up the cosplay anyway. It happens. Exactly. Exactly. But... It's just, oh, no, you have to cosplay as a girl. All right, well, what about if the character happens to be a cross-dresser? Sailor Stars? What then? Mm -hmm. I wasn't even thinking about that. I was thinking about Fushigi Yugi. Ooh. Noriko <laughs> is a man dressed as a woman who portrays himself as a woman. So... Or Bridget. Yep. Everyone... Bridget. Everyone's gay for Bridget. <laughs> I mean, what what do you classify that as? You have to be a guy portraying a girl to pull off the character correctly. You have to crossplay. 
And Bridge is kind of an odd case because it's a cultural thing why he's dressed as a woman all the time. Yeah. Well, Noriko too. Noriko does it for um, he's basically his kid's sister was killed, so he's taking over her life to live her life for her. So that, that kind of falls along the lines of Rule 4, Know Thy Series. So if you do it for Shigeyugi, according to her, it's either Rule 9 or Rule 4. Mm-hmm. But but I wonder I wonder how many Bridget cosplayers know why Bridget is like that. It's because where Bridget was brought up, the twin boys are considered the harbinger of, of a despair or destruction. So his parents gave him a girl's name and had him dress up as a girl, which opens the door for tons of gender identity issues. Mm-hmm. But, of course, adds nothing to the gameplay of Guilty Gear. Like if you, Unless you count the what the fuck, that's a guy reaction of some other characters. <laughs> Which is the whole point of Bridget, I think. That's what they were going for. Ten. Know thy makeup. Even if you're not in full body paint, you need to wear at least a touch of matte makeup. If for nothing else, then keep your face from shining with sweat and oil in all those pictures. Which leads me to the next rule. Okay, I that I get. Now, a little makeup is fine, but don't come out looking like a like a whore. Like Mimi from the Drew Carey show. Oh. Well, I mean, that's not what she's saying. She's saying that basically you should wear a powder on your face to keep from shining in the mm-hmm. pictures. And so, fuck you. I'm sorry, but at a convention when it's 90 degrees, 100 degrees, and you're outside... Your makeup, you're gonna sweat it off. So why the fuck should you put it on anyway? The only makeup I wear is the... Is, I have an eyeliner pencil to draw the zigzags on Ash's face. And those still run. That's perfectly fine. I, I still say, you know, you should have a little bit on, you know. I get, you know, but depending on the weather and stuff, and you don't... I, I really... like. I, we had a, I mean, a couple of... We had a discussion about this one Sailor Moon cosplayer. I said, you know, if you got that natural beauty going, don't bother. But she was saying you should have a little something on, you know, kind of make it look natural, which I understand. I get that. Well, yeah, but when a character is actually, when a character is wearing makeup, then, yeah, by all means, wear the makeup to match the character. Hmm. Sailor Moon, if you're wearing... The Fuku. Depending on the character, that transformation sequence shows them having lipstick on. Mm-hmm. It shows them having their eyes made up. That's part of the costume. Whether or not you want to wear it, that's one thing. But obviously that's part of the costume. And all of them get sparkly nails that get covered with gloves. So that one I don't get. Don't ask me. How often are people going to take off the gloves to show off the nails? I've never seen it. No, because I just think it's stupid even during the transformation. Oh, look, my nails. I have I have nail polish on. And I'm putting a glove on that will never come off. So you will never, ever see that I have nail polish on. Why the fuck is that part of the transformation sequence? Anyway. You know, not for nothing. That, that, that kind of irked me. About, that's one thing that really irked me about the transformations. It's like... Just, Maybe to show where their fingers are. I don't know. 
And finally, rule 11. Understand that you will have pictures taken of you. I can't stress this one enough. Before you did cosplay, you were likely the one on the other side of the camera. Be courteous and kind and nice to your fans, just like other cosplayers were to you when you stopped them for a shot. Don't count on getting anywhere fast and be gracious, even if it takes you 40 minutes to get 15 feet down a hallway. I've been there. I do it every convention. Let me tell you something. If you have that badass cosplay and everyone stopping you for a photo, it's okay to say, not right now, later please, so you can get to where you have to go. I remember at Comic-Con, this happened with um, a, this one girl. She was cosplaying the character from, um, what's the one? The, the, I, why can I not remember? She carries a multi-pass, all I remember. Lilu. Yes, Lilu. Multi-pass. She kept. Multi-pass. I, I took a picture of her, and then everybody else did. I, after like five, six photos, I grabbed her arm and I brought her to her booth because I knew for a fact that I didn't, she would not get there in time. Yeah, be courteous and nice to us photographers. If you don't want your picture taken right now or later, that's perfectly fine. People have said that to me. It's not a big deal. I will find you later. Or if not, it's not a deal breaker for us. And she finishes it off with snobby, elitist, perhaps. I will not go into details about this, but she pretty much browbeat this. She did a drow cosplay, and this little Asian girl said that we're the only one doing drow. And she had the audacity to be like, no, bitch, no. She didn't say it outright, but she just, it's how she described it in her blog article. Let me tell you something, you snobby, elitist bitch. Personally, I hope. I don't cross paths with you at a convention. I don't care if you're a trolling little cunt whore. I will tell you exactly how I feel and my two cents. Because you know what? Cosplayers like you get no fucking wear in the community. You really think people are going to tell them to go to you for advice or a commission or this or that? Hell fucking no. You know, whatever your costumes you have done, I, I could easily name on one hand other cosplayers who have done those same costumes, most likely better than you, and they're a hundred times nicer than you. So what you need to do is get the hell off your high horse before you become the next stink meaner. And if you do become the next stink meaner, I promise you, I'll be the first one to um, Sparta kick your ass down the, down the escalator at Otakon. And we'll be back. Normally, we go into a long diatribe on what's going on next week's episode and the breakdown and stuff. But since we're kind of running really late here, I'm going to go ahead and give you a complete um, break, quick breakdown of everything as quick and easy and painless as possible. So, here we go. If you like what you heard, tell a friend. They, in turn, will tell another friend. That's how we get around. That's how we get our popularity. Everything is on AnimeJamSession.com, our podcast articles, links to our cosplay photos, you name it, everything. And if for some reason our website's blocked uh, at your work and you want to listen to our podcast, you can find us on podcast.net, podcast.com, Podcast Alley, Yahoo Podcast, Xbox Music, and iTunes. You can always find us on YouTube.com, YouTube.com slash Anime Jam Session TV. All of our convention videos are up there. If there's a con you haven't been to that we have, you want to check it out and see what it's about, go right there. We may have covered it. 
if you want to see some of our personal um, YouTube stuff, you can find me at youtube.com slash DJRondaS. You can find Ari at youtube.com slash Ari22682. Sailor Flair is youtube.com slash Sailor Flair. And Mako is yet to get a um, YouTube account. She's too busy leeching off of mine. I have a YouTube account. Oh, shit. What is it? Jupluna. Okay. All this time I did not know. Yes. We you... mentioned that, like, I want to say 20 episodes back. Whoops. Now it's on the outline. It'll be future referenced. Mako China's at youtube.com slash Jupluna. Twitter. Twitter.com slash Anime Jam Session. Follow us on Twitter and find out when we're, when we're posting um, videos, photos, uh, articles, and other cool stuff that we may talk about on Facebook and Twitter that may not go directly to our website. And if you want to follow us on Twitter and see our shenanigans and chaos and comedy, I'm twitter.com slash djronmas. Ari is twitter.com slash the Ari man. Mako China is twitter.com slash gelvedea. And Sailor Flair is twitter.com slash make it epic. Follow us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Anime Jam Session. And we just hit 1,100 fans. <laughs> Thank you for, list- for following us, listening to us, and checking out our stuff. We appreciate everything. If you want to follow us on Facebook, I'm Facebook.com slash S. Mako is at Facebook.com slash Makoto Makochan Kino. And Ari's Facebook is still under is currently still under house arrest. <laughs> And follow us on the VOG Network, vognetwork.com. Our podcast is Tuesdays at 9.30 p.m. with our encore at Thursdays at 1.30 p.m. Check out our flagship shows, the Bobby Blackwood Show at 8 o'clock Sunday Eastern Standard Time, followed by Orange Lounge Radio at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Now that I got all that out, last words, Ari. I got a load of laundry. I got bits done in the dry day. I got to get to work, work on folding. Mako-chan. It's fucking cold. Um, the cat is actually sleeping on my bed, not trying to hump the uh, the, cur- the covers, which is a good thing. <laughs> so, I'm Ronma. I'm Ari. And I'm Makochan. And we will see you next week. So, take care, everyone. See you later. Bye. Say good night, Mako. Good night, Mako. This podcast has been a production of Anime Jam Session AJS Productions. There were no fanboys or fangirls hurt, maimed, or killed during this episode. This time, the views and opinions on this show do not reflect the entire staff or network as a whole. But we're still right, damn it. And if you would like a transcript of today's podcast, start typing. Visit us at AnimeJamSession.com and VOGNetwork.com for more information about the show. See you next time.